0: Christmas with the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Greasy Bread Blues. I am the one P Shark. What's good, everybody? This you
1: got guy, Trevor. I uh, just want to say we are not fine in the West, but that's okay.
2: It's okay to not be okay sometimes. What's good, everybody? What's going on, man? Now, I have to agree with my brother Trevor, man. We're not fine in the West. It's not Houston has a problem. Memphis we have a slight problem. We're going to get to that a little bit later. Passing back out to the bit. Cat, what you got? Yeah, we're
0: back to three basketball again this week. And I already answered the question, but we're going to get to that in the second segment. Why most of us think we're not finding the West. But starting off, before we get to that question, the last three games over the past week, I want to say all of us picked them to go two and one. They proceeded to go one and two. Um, they lost to Denver. All games on national TV. So we can't really say even national TV thing, because they did win by 30, almost 30-on-1 30 of the national TV games. But lost to Denver on Tuesday. I mean, I feel like it was the first quarter which was just so bad. Then after that, the game was even. We just could never catch back up. The Phoenix Suns, we smacked them from the get-go. No, they were missing Devin Booker, but that was our first game with our four starting five. So that was nice to see Desmond Bain return to the lineup it's even sooner. And then we even thought, like, it was like, okay, he done get three, four weeks. Maybe back for Christmas, he came back into the game for Christmas, so that was nice to see. Then everybody returned against Sunday on Christmas Day. Our first ever Christmas Day game, Jabber Rant got his new shoes, got the new Jawans released, and they go out and get smacked up by the Golden State Warriors who were missing Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. So, what, what, what y'all thoughts about the Grizzlies one and two week?
1: It's a bit dis- disappointing when you look at this one and two week. Um, like you would love to have a two and one or a possible three and oh week, especially given all the ramifications of this week, with this being quote unquote national TV week, with every game being uh, nationally televised, to really hammer the nail down as to why Memphis is uh, not only one of the best in the West, but possibly the best in the West. Because during this week, I believe prior to well prior to the game against Denver. Memphis was sitting at top of the West as the number one seed. Uh, so for them to come out the way they did against Denver, even though, in my opinion, they didn't get the benefit of the Wilson by the time Memphis started to make a run, at that point it was too late. And that typically can happen, uh, especially against these elite teams out West. Like, if you don't get off to a good start or at least try to stop the bleeding when these teams go on a big run, it could get pretty ugly, and that was the case with Denver. It was just a little, bit too bit, too little, too late. Um, I think a lot of hype went into the Phoenix game unnecessarily because of the fact that we were going to be fully healthy. Uh, we was going to have our full starting five, and you kind of saw it just a tad bit with the way Memphis just came out and just smacked Phoenix. Uh, but theoretically, you will take it because you'll take an easy night there. To set up for the uh, Christmas Day game against Golden State, so you'll think, okay, he took care of Phoenix, had this double digit win, they got themselves rested, they should be ready on Saturday. I mean, on, excuse me, on Sunday for the Golden State Warriors, and that couldn't have been no further than the truth. Um, I mean, again, congratulations to Ja uh, getting his own shoe, uh, well deserved, well warranted things of that nature. But that Christmas game is not the way you want to come out, especially. Given that us as Grizz Nation have been clamoring for a national TV game and clamoring for a Christmas Day game, yes, Golden State is below us in the standings that I don't care. They've been on Christmas, they've had Christmas games many games before, and they know exactly how to handle things when it comes to Christmas. For you to come out the way that you've came out, yes, again, this is your second game with your full starting five, but the way that you came out. We've seen Grizzlies play much better than this without this full starting five. So there shouldn't be any excuses there. I'm just gonna keep it real there. Um, but all in all, man, this just was a great week of competitive basketball to kind of see what a Grizzlies measure uh with the top of the West. We're not fine, and that's okay. Well, at least we're not we're not terrible. Let's just keep it right there. Like we're still one of the top teams in the West. We just gotta get some continuity going. That's it. So, all in all, a good week, but you know, you you definitely wish you could have had one more uh one
2: more of those uh
1: games in the W column, but pretty decent week.
2: Yeah, Trevor, if I pick up where you left off in regards to like another W in the win column during this week, again we all won it two on one. Um personally I say that because you want better for the road record, right? Our road record is definitely below five hundred. Um, and I would like to see our road record get close by the All Star break, get close to 500. But at least by the time the, we end the season, I definitely want us to be at 500 as close as possible. Because you're going to possibly need to steal a game from someone if we're fine in the West. <laughs> if we're fine in the West, which means we should be able to win anywhere at any given time, then that is going to need to be done. Starting with the Nuggets, on our last show, Cap gave those amazing sets of. Um, who should probably be the three-time MVP here coming up soon? Uh, with, with the Joker. And I mean, he still gave us a triple-double with 13s across the board. Aaron Gordon gave us like 20 plus. Um, and you look at our box score for the Grizzlies, that game specifically, you see John go off for 30 plus, and then there's no one else in the 20s, right? And then we got a few of us in the teens. And that, that happens again when we lose again um to the Warriors. And it's just like, We need that consistent score that we can rely on that even if he's in foul trouble, so to speak, has maturity to get out of that um, and still play. And, of course, kudos to us winning um, in the middle against the Suns. Whether or not they had Devin Booker or not, I don't care. Because, again, no one has said anything when we were winning or losing games without Desmond Bain um, or without John Moran or without Triple J. So I'm not going to say anything about that. What I will say is, as we move forward, we need consistency. Now, consistency is also going to come part based upon how the lineups are. Um, You're talking about the second game back from Desmond Bain. Um, Zaire Williams is fresh in back as well, finding his legs, so to speak, um, in regards to his game and doing his role. I think Taylor Jenkins needs some time to tinker with these lineups to see what is going to work out best this season think kind of had it a little bit more or less last season and um, letting Zaire know exactly what to do, how to play so to speak. But this season, I don't see that with our role players. And you all know when it comes to playoff time, role players are going to be the ones that steal the game for you at home um, using that energy. And I don't quite see that yet with Zaire Williams. I know Big John is just, I mean, <laughs> he's a shell of himself. Let's be honest here um no points but also his plus minus is a zero too so he's not as much he's not hurting us he's not helping us at the same point um and i know we'll probably get into this moving forward but like you know what is the next thing to help us get over the hump but i think the first thing is how do we tinker these lineups taylor jenkins within the moment what do you do who stays in who goes out when you even watch that suns game um once Ja, they didn't lose these games by, because of Ja, by the way. Let me go ahead and back and say that. They didn't lose these games because of Ja. They lost these games because we have no other support once Ja goes out. And that's where we're hurt. And, yes, Desmond Bain coming back, but he's a shooter, a shooter with nine toes, so to speak, and a semi-bad back. Of course, he's back better, yes, but we do not have consistency that's going to say, hey, we're going to get 20-plus from this player every night. That player was Desmond Bain. And so until he gets back to his level – and we understand where the lineups are going to be from Taylor Jenkins, we're going to be hurting. Do I believe we'll be fine in the West? Yes, eventually I hope so, yes. But we have to prove that we can win on the road. We've proved we can win at home. and We can prove that. But we need to also prove that we can win at home and we can win something when we go to San Francisco or when we go to Denver as well. Um, Because these are teams that we will possibly see that will have a higher seed than us, and we need to be able to still one from them if we are to actually win the West.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, I pretty much hit the nail in the coffin. I guess uh to veer away a little bit from what y'all said, I would go and talk about coach Coach Jenkins a little more and his just adjusting. You know, it seems like I know someone was really tweeting this, I forgot to get a Twitter handle. I uh, want to shout him out. He was saying yesterday like he didn't make any adjustments in that Ghost State game. And just things like that. And we know he's still young and learning too, but in these bigger games, we need you to be able to adjust, right? These teams that hot from three. Right. Why are we trying to outshoot them instead of dominating inside? I know a certain somebody that I'm getting to. I want solo about him on our, uh, I'll the West column and Mr. Tri- Tri- triple J, uh, say he was a foul truck and stuff, but Steven Adams is arguably my, my second best player in his last over oh, this past week, low key. And if that's the case, it's not good. Right. Um, and I think this week definitely approved the pecking order for sure. If anybody thinking triple J was the second best player after the job, I've always thought he was the number three. I think this week proved it. Of course, we'll see going forward. Um, well, the adjustments can be made, but I think it's job bane, Jerry, then Dylan, right? And I think that's I always should have been the order, and that's what the order should be going forward. Um, Bane was off on Christmas. He's still recovering, so I don't really got much on him. He played pretty well the Suns game. I just want to see if he's moving well. And for the most part, he's looking like he's moving well, he's running around well. That was the main thing with him trying to see. You know coming off an injury like that, you're kind of a little afraid. you know, see Ken Linker, but him coming back earlier kind of lets me know that it may they may have just be really cautious with his timeline. And we hope, knock on wood, that nothing else goes forward with that injury. Dylan Brooks had uh, really a really decent week. Uh, you know, Jordan Poole got off, so that's gonna happen. Scores gonna score, he felt it, he had it, and he definitely also got in foul trouble. Referees play the lioness, is right we're dealing in trip with triple j like all their fouls now on you know, them referees are calling some really really poor ticky tack fouls um you know i still think about the foul yesterday with james wiseman and they put clay at the throw last day things like that ha- i happening too but that's not just the reason we're we still doing other stuff that's out pacing it that's the main reason we're losing and trevor you got
1: oh no i was just gonna add a little bit it's funny that uh each game there's since the Thunder game since the infamous Jai Jackson, there's been questionable calls. I mean, it's gonna be questionable calls in every NBA game, but some that are just like so egregious, you should be like, Okay, why is this going on? And each time that it's gone against the Grizzlies. I'm not gonna use that as the sole reason for the Grizzlies losing because there's many things that we just touched on that the Grizzlies could have done better. Uh, I, I just find that kind of ironic. That a lot of those yeah. has happened, especially with the Denver game
0: and the Christmas Day game. So that's what I. had. Yeah, definitely, definitely. In that Denver game, going back to Delwyn, it just feel like, and also the Ghost Day game, we're letting players go off. Like who I had never heard of Anthony Lamb before yesterday, right? I this is I'm a person who don't, don't know everybody. They, yeah, so I ain't heard of you. That's
2: right? Maybe the Jeremy Lamb, Lamb, we heard a right. Jeremy right. Lamb before, exactly. but Anthony was like, Lamb, his cousin, no.
0: <laughs> things like that. Um, Denver, who was that little guard that started? What? Him, I Bruce Brown always played like a small ball four in Brooklyn, right? One, I just found out he was on Denver because I hadn't really seen Denver this season. And he started a point guard in that game against us. This man normally yeah, he, played like a four in Brooklyn. Like, what, he, he was playing point guard.
1: <laughs> well, he's playing his natural position because he's not, you know, in Brooklyn, setting screen with Katie and Kyrie. Um, right. So... <laughs> Uh Which yeah, I, I remember I remember him going to Denver because I remember him signing in Denver in the summer. And I was like, oh, this, this is gonna be good for Denver's dip. Um once everybody's back healthy. But yeah, him starting that guard, yeah, that was that was crazy. And then the other guard who actually bothered – I mean the other rookie that actually bothered the jar a little bit on the uh defensive
0: side was Christian something. I can't remember his yeah, last name. It was Christian Brown, that's great. Yeah. It's pronounced as brown, though. I found that was something new. I found out. I was like, I know. It felt like brown, but it's pronounced. It felt like brown,
1: brown. But it like brown.
0: Okay. Yeah. Who knew? It's not to you. There, someone was like, "Yeah, it's, it's, it's pronounced like
2: that." They found that last year. I was like, ah, okay. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, do You have something else. Yeah, can I add to what you're saying, Cap? I think another aspect of coaching is. What are your assistants telling you in the moment, Taylor Jenkins? Because I understand from an assistant perspective, like you have to let the head coach coach, right? But as the assistant, you need to be in their ear telling them to your point, three-point shooting or what have you. We're doing a lot of X, Y, and Z or Jordan Poole's hot. How we we need to go over on the screens. Like, what are I don't see enough of our assistants being in the ear of Taylor Jenkins to tell him, hey, I see this. Let's try this instead. Um, I see a lot more of just Taylor Jenkins leading himself. And Jordan Poole is going to go off. I mean, he's he's getting paid 30 plus million to to do this at home. So we expect this. Again, a role player is going to go off at home. Um, But we definitely just need to see. I would like to see more from our coaching staff assistants to say, hey, listen, Taylor, we need to do X, Y, and Z right now because this is not working to the point that you were making earlier, Kat. My fault.
0: And they really said wait till next topic. It was someone on Twitter a couple weeks ago. This was before last week, and he was talking about let's be real, the Grizzlies are not um they're not winning the championship this year. And when I was reading the comments, you know, people were like what what are we talking about? And he a greasy fan, and there was and he was spawning People saying like the coaching staff, specifically the coaching staff. He didn't say even Jenkins. He was talking about the assistant coaches. He was like, I don't see him doing anything. He thought he was saying there a bunch of yes men. And I like to say I don't know the truth about that. i not. I don't know. But to your point, she, I don't really see enough of them getting involved so much that it doesn't. It does kind of feel like you just take Jenkins and that's it. But he's the head coach. But I, when I read his points, I was like, okay, he. I I wouldn't say definitely that they can't win a championship, but I can. I would. I kind of respect his points a little bit than just you know just coming out saying they can't win a championship. But say when it's on this topic, our degree is fine in the West. Y'all already said no, nope. so why do y'all think they're not fine in the West? I mean, you the 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 segue is
1: just gonna keep on moving. Um, I, I believe it's Taylor Jenkins. Uh, I don't want to put the sole blame on him, but his inability to make in-game adjustments. Uh, to where certain games the Grizzlies may be in or could potentially be in and possibly get over the hump ends up going the exact opposite way. Um, Now, can the Grizzlies win the championship? Yes, they can. They have the ability. They have the roster that all of that roster, all the problems that we were talking about with the Grizzlies, you would love to have it with all this depth and things of that nature. And then having the superstar that we have in ja the quality second option in Desmond Bain, 3J doing his thing on the defensive end. Dylan Brooks actually looking like a competent role player and, and not trying to play outside of himself. Um, so you you have the roster to win a championship. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to coaching. And I think with Taylor Jenkins, we need to figure out post-All-Star break, like February going into March, like who are who's going to be in our rotation? when the playoffs start and we need to make sure that not only that he trusts these guys and that, and that we can rely on these guys. Like with last season going and in, going into the playoffs, the Anthony Melton had a hell of a run in like those last couple of months, of the regular season, and then he disappeared in the playoffs. And then to the point where he rarely played in the Minnesota series and then he was getting minutes in the golden state series. So, For me, it's going to come down to Taylor Jenkins. It's like, can you find out who is going to be your rotation? How many are you going to play? Are you going to go eight, nine, so to speak, when it comes to the playoffs? And if so, who is that nine going to be? And stick with those nine and also be able to make in-game adjustments when things aren't going the way that you're supposed to go. To the point, why are we still jacking up threes against Golden State? Like, we're not going to outshoot Golden State. What matches us up well with Golden State is what we do best, and that's scoring the ball on the inside, getting the ball in the paint. And then once they're collapsing the paint, that creates more opportunities for our shooters. We're not going to outshoot Golden State. Steph Curry can be on the floor. He can be off the floor. They have a rolling system to where, where they get if they get it going from three, it's a good night. You're not going to match them. The way you match them is by beating them on the inside, which is what you're good at, and winning the battle on the boards. For some reason, another thing with that is that Memphis can dominate the boards against some of the best in the league. Go look at the Milwaukee game because they're a team that there's they're rank, that's ranked higher than Memphis on the boards. But yet against Golden State who you know you tower over because you have the, the better size matchup and you can't win a rebounding battle. So I'm not sure what's, what's going on there. But um, in the end, the Grizzlies can't, are okay. I'm not going to say that they're fine. They're okay. Which is alright. It, it's fine. They can win the championship, but I just think until Taylor Jenkins fixes his in-game adjustment issues, it's going to be more the same.
2: Yeah, so from a a coaching perspective, um, to add on to the point that was brought up earlier, um, we have to do more as an assistant to be in the face of Taylor Jenkins and let him know know, what things work or do not work, especially in-game moments. Um, We're – okay in the West, we're not fine in the West. Um, The reason why I said that is because you look at teams like the Golden State Warriors, you look at teams like the Denver Nuggets, um, teams that are kind of ahead of us, or even like crowding around us, like you have the the Clippers around, the Kings. Um, And these are a few teams that, to me, to your point, Trevor and and Cap, are a little bit better coached to me. Um, If you would have told me that Teron Liu had the Clippers where they're at right now without Kawhi and Paul George, I black and eye, you lying. You, you, you lying. But look where they're at. Right. Um, the Utah jazz even right. Um, they're creeping, but they're around. And so to me, I just, I want to give Taylor Jenkins 10 games with the lineups that he has to figure out what's going to work. What's not. And to me, I believe from after those 10 games, You then leverage your strengths because your weaknesses are going to be your weaknesses no matter what. The weaknesses are not going to change from February until June. They're just not going to change. But how do you grow upon the strengths that you have already to shut down a Golden State, to win four games, to beat um, a Clippers team or a Jazz team that might be coming out as well? Like, what do we do and how do we find those strengths? And that's what I need to tell Jenkins to learn hopefully about the all-star break itself. And then from there, start leveraging them, starting the first game after the all-star break. Because by then, to Trevor's point, we need a rotation of 10 players, nothing more. Um, I know we usually go 12, even almost 15 deep, depending on how the game is going. But I mean, a solid 10, a solid 10. And is that going to include the veteran of Danny Green? Um, Which a lot of people have said, to bring him on, I... Don't know what we'll get out of Danny Green. Um, thinking about what he's done these past couple of seasons on court. Okay. Now off the court, I think Danny Green is a great influencer. Um, could be very well for us. I've said that, you know, earlier on the show, a couple episodes ago when we first started uh, this season. But I don't know what Danny Green is going to bring you on the court. Uh, especially come off the injuries that he's come off of. But regardless of the fact, we just need to, start to find out what are our strengths, what are our strengths, excuse me, and how do we leverage those to win the West. Um because if we try to cover up our weaknesses, so to speak, or work too much on our weaknesses to make those strengths, then you're gonna lose what brought you to the forefront. Um, and let me tell you something, Ja is not the reason, not nothing you need to Jai is something to leverage. Desmond Bain is going to be something to leverage. Let me say that right now, Senator Jenkins. So work on the other eight to twelve right after that. Um, And Steven Adams, my God. Um, Steven Adams is not going to give you a lot of things in the stat column. But the way that man moves on ball offensively with setting screens and clearing out space for an offensive rebound, tremendous. He might have the only player that had a a positive plus minus for the Grizzlies um, against the Sun. I mean, against the Suns, against the Warriors uh, on Christmas Day. But the way that he does things, that's another thing that we need to leverage as well. And Steven Adams and his minutes moving forward. Man.
0: So y'all took the coaches, let me get to the play where, like I said, we we kind of all talking around because I meant to take Jenkins first and last uh segment. But oh when John Ramon, I first heard heard his comments, I think I still feel the same way now. We're not necessarily fine, because the definition of fine is of high quality. When I think fine, I'm thinking you're absolute hands down best team in the west and you're having hands down favorite that's not necessarily true but I do believe in what he said when he was Boston to me Boston is the one team that definitively that if we played them in the seven game series the a team I don't think we could beat everybody else I think we can't beat so that's his definition of fine sure when I think of fine I'm thinking uh, we, I'm, you know, we're not worried about West, we're going to take care of business. I like the confidence, but, um, and he himself, he said we, he didn't say I, he himself this last week proved that he's fine in the West. The team as a whole, they proved that they were fine. And like she said, when you 7'10 on the road, you're going to, have to win road games. You're going to, to steal one on the road. Somebody can come to your house and steal one. I in Minnesota first round last year. Stole game one. We went game three. Stole game three and one game six in Minnesota. to State stole game one from us. We didn't win a game in to State. Now, of course, the interest of all this stuff happened. But at some point, you're going to have to get that road win in the playoffs. LeBron James is notorious for always getting a road, a road win almost every series he plays in, right? Except for once he got swept in. <laughs> but every other series, he won, he won a road game, right? So it's going to take – Yeah, you're gonna have to get figure out things on the road now. Of course, Taylor Jenkins wins lineup adjustments. Of course, we get to trades and stuff as we get close to the trade deadline. Like she's point, we do need to bang, just got back. We finally got four iteration of players, minus Danny Green, which we knew was gonna be out for a second, hit back for the first time. So let's give it a good 10 game sample size, let's give it a good sample size. But the rotations we have to adjust some, like you're gonna have to, you know, role players. Again, players, role players not showing up on the road. That's gonna happen in the playoffs. But David Roddy had a really good stretch, right? John Conchar to struggle. Zaire, I know you're trying to work on back in, but we're just contenders now. We're not de- I guess we still are developing a contender, but at some point we're gonna have to get the players who are actually producing. So at least give David Roddy some minutes, give them a battle between the minutes, right? Like it needs to be like a, a true competition, not just is Zaire and John Conch then David Roddy comes in whenever like it has to be he i think he earned at least a competition to compete with them for minutes and trevor you had something to come in.
1: yeah it was just a
0: question just to kind of put the icing on the cake so
1: yeah we really need to assess john conchard and zygur williams right now because like you said david Roddy has been playing out of his mind uh this this uh last few stretch of games uh so you got to give kudos there um Jake LaRega just got back in the lineup and I, I'm not sure what's what's going on there. Uh I would love for Taylor Jiggins to try to work him back in the lineup because at the very least that, that gives you another capable knockdown shooter from three, which we know he can be. Again, no disrespect to here Um, I know you want to try to eventually work him back in the rotation, but um at this point right now, man, the, the rookies have shown that they can play well, and we at least owe it to them to allow them to see it through. Now, if it comes to the point where they're just completely unplayable, where they just look lost, like John Contra looked in the Christmas day game, then that's a different story. Then you probably need to just go back to them. But uh I, I would much rather see more of David Roddy and more of Jake LaRavia. Um, And it's funny, I'm you know, saying this about David Roddy uh, because I kind of got on him a little bit to start the season, but I gave him a little bit of chance because I said he just needed the game to slow down for him. And now that it has, he's played a whole lot better. So if I'm Taylor Jenkins, I at least owe it to the rookies because they've proven that they can step in when called upon and give you quality minutes. I at least owe it to them to at least see this
0: out um, with those two. Yep. Totally agree. And at least make it maybe a matchup base. Like, okay, go and state. If you want to try and shoot with them, put your best shooters in the game. Right. Putting in Jake Laravia, John Conchard didn't have it yesterday. Player Jake Laravia, right? Um, and I understand you probably not gonna want two rickets in the rotation when they all said it done in the playoff time. So you're gonna choose between the two, and, and we're we're still deep, right? John Conchard this is no like slight to him. He had a struggle game yesterday. He had struggled. He's been struggling more than most on the road, either by missing shots or not taking enough shots. Uh, I think the Denver game, he only attempted one three, like things like that. If he's gonna be in the game, we need him to take the shots. Yesterday, he did. He was missing. So was Desmond Bain. So was Dylan Brooks. So was even John Moran. He shot two or three for 10 from three. So things like that. But you need – it's just a figuring out and trying to leverage and get your best if you're trying to – if you are going to try and shoot, get your best shooters on the court. If you're going to get your best hustle players, get your best hustle players on the court. Now, let me get my solo from none other than Mr. Jaron Jackson, Jr. I've been – He's done i I'm still, even after his, this last week or so he's been struggling, he's had a really good season. He even in the ghost that games, in the beginning of the game, he went and took somebody to the hole, right? And it's been plenty of times where I see him actually trying to post people up. This past week, he's posted people up and teammates just ain't gave him the ball. So Taylor Jenkins do need to make sure to prioritize. Hey, Jaron Jackson's actually posting up the smaller people, actually giving the ball when he do it. I remember this one play against Phoenix in the beginning of the game or Denver, he had posted, do a right on the go. And I think Dylan Brooks had passed it back out the job. I was like, so things like that, and that could get big men out of the game, right? Some big men uh, you don't get them the ball, then you lose, <laughs> you lose them. So get in those positions. But yesterday was very disappointing on a lot of different reasons. One, big games. We talked about how De'Anthony melted in the playoffs last year. You can make the same case. Jared Jackson had a similar playoffs. The Minnesota series, he was in foul trouble the entire series. And the Golden State series, he had two games that I know for a fact he played well in, maybe three. Game one and game the one won one by 55 points, right? And maybe game four. I got a little back at it. But so similar to DeAndre Melton, because DeAndre Melton had about two or three good games in Ghost Golden State Warriors series, too. So we need Jaren in those big games to step up. Yesterday on Christmas Day, Clay called him a freaking bomb. And you proceeded to get five fouls in 10 minutes. I know they all want your fault. And, you know, this season he's been doing well with fouls until the last – over the last week, especially in the road games. And he's starting to get back to a little of those um, bad ways on getting in foul trouble. But when someone calls you a freaking bond, man, I need you to come out. Uh, <laughs> I need to see more dog in you to start. And he had to dunk on the first play of the game. And, I like I said, he had, he had a couple plays in the beginning, but, like, consistent throughout, you need to find a way to stay on the court because him getting in foul trouble really lost us the game more so than anything. Because he, I think yep. the very first six within the third quarter, he was out. Five fouls. And also, it mm-hmm. goes back to coaching. He needs, of Jenkins need to play him with the fouls. Make him learn how to play with fouls. You can't bench him every single time and take him out for the whole third quarter. Like, he got to learn how to play with the fouls. And he's been doing that his whole career. So, that goes back to the Taylor yeah. Jenkins thing, too. Coaching, like, allow Jaron to play through his fouls. Because as long as you keep putting him on the bench, when he's getting in foul trouble, he's never going to learn how to play through them. And You fouling him out yourself. You might as well let him let him actually file out, then actually foul him out yourself. It, it's the same thing. <laughs> so both two is twofolds on you know, that thing. So yeah, he's got better. He's starting to get back to a little always. Just we'll see how everything triggers over this next 10 games over the next month or so. So I ain't down triple J or nothing. I still think yesterday was just a maybe a runoff. Um, but I, it was it was a lot disappointed when someone calls you a bomb, and that was your performance on Christmas Day, on the biggest game of the season. Uh, it, it, he'll have more opportunities.
1: He'll have more opportunities. I, I, I know this was the first matchup with him being back in the lineup against Golden State since uh, the comments happened, but that's fine. He'll he'll have his opportunity. So uh, I I I'll, I'll bypass it. But to, but to your point about. Him having to be self-aware and learning that he needs to stay on the floor, and Taylor Jenkins actually playing him with that uh, while he's in foul trouble—that that's right on right on the button there.
2: Yep. Yeah. Just to add on. I agree with everything that's been said. You either take him out after his fourth foul, or you sit down, have a timeout, have a conversation with him in between the fourth and fifth foul let him know hey listen i need you to play x y and z or, or you need to tailor the defense a certain way so he's not exposing himself to get that fifth foul um whether it's a, a ghost fifth foul or a ghost fourth foul doesn't matter how it happens right but again coaching is saying hey pull him or have a conversation with him one of those two things need to happen and they're not happening in to me i feel like was one of our biggest moments thus far this season doesn't matter what we've done beforehand, it held. It doesn't even really matter what we do on our next game. Last night during the Christmas game, Christmas night game, so to speak, excuse me, was our statement game. So, yes, I hear you, Trevor. There are going to be more times for him to do it, yes. But – and even play Golden State, yes. Even I think during rival week we played them again. But that moment, that time, that's what we're going to remember until – our next goal at them, uh, which again I believe is during the rival week in the end of January, uh, against Golden State. But again, coaching, we got to do yep. better, Taylor.
0: And ultimately, it's got me out of more than the playoffs, right? Exactly. But um, for our first Christian day game, still <laughs> disappointed. But like I said, not down, not out on triple all It's our first, second, only our second game back with the full. Most of the full team intact, so you still got a ways to go. Um, of course, we'll like I said, we get to trades next month. We still got a whole another month and a half over a little over a month to the trade deadline. So we get to you no, know, initially we're thinking more shooting, of course, but we'll see. I mean, rotation's is already deep, so we'll see how they have to the maneuver going forward with that. But hey, Grizz, is we're fine, Grizz nation. No, y'all on Twitter panicking a little bit. I made some tweets. Of course, uh tell the truth, Jair is shooting 5%, man. It's it's just what it is when shooting 5% three. <laughs> so I'm just speaking I mean, sure. he made one in the Christmas game. So, hey, that's the
1: bright spot. He, he made one in the Christmas game, even though the game was out of reach. It's a bright spot,
0: Let's hope right. more of those are going in. Yeah, I did say Jaron plays exactly like Clay called him. But, hey, that, that means they need to step it up. And I, I believe fully that they will. I believe Jair won't shoot 5% forever. <laughs> right, from three. He did shoot. he did hit one game. So that's uh, just like I said, brain positivity in the moment. Of course, you're gonna feel like it's the end of the world, but afterward, especially you sleep on it the next day. Hey, just keep it moving. Eventually, they can get to the point where they are finding in the West, and I look forward to that day when they get to that point. But going to this upcoming week, another tough week, and I like this tough stretch. So we are really seeing what the team is made of with this tough stretch that came up. Um, so coming up, we do play the Phoenix Suns again at home. Devin Booker played for a couple minutes on Christmas Day and tweaked his groin again. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't I, he might not be playing that game again. And Phoenix seemed to be reeling right now as well, blowing the game to Denver on Christmas Day. Then we play at Toronto on Thursday. Toronto has really been struggling this year. They've had they had their moments, but they are yeah, very up and down right now. They're on the down slope. Um New Orleans. Saturday, I would be at the game. Please keep my undefeated streak alive. Breezy's at the game, so it, On New Year's Eve against the Pelicans. would like to see, hopefully, Zion will be playing. And that'll be should be a pretty good game. We are currently tied with the Pelicans in the standings right now at the 2C, right behind Denver, who's one. Then, the last game of the week on Sunday, back-to-back, we play the Sacramento Kings here in Memphis. So, three games at home, one on the road. What y'all got? this upcoming
2: week.
1: Um I'm gonna hmm. I'm gonna go three and one Memphis wins all the home games. Uh I I, I do believe this this uh woes on the road will continue um until I don't know how long it's going to continue, but I know at some point this this has got to change, but I don't think it's going to change right away. I think Memphis finally being back at home for the Phoenix game is going to be a breath of fresh air because they have spent the last week on the road, of course, going back to the first game to start the road trip in Oklahoma City. Uh, so they take care of business again against Phoenix. Um, as we mentioned, Toronto has been struggling. Um, it's a game the, the Grizzlies should win, but I – just don't think that they'll they'll uh, be able to pull that one off. It'll be probably because they come out flat or something of that nature, and then they get up for Sacramento and New Orleans back home at FedEx Forum. So give me three and one. Memphis wins all the home games.
2: Ash, I'm with you, Trevor. I got three and one as well. Um, I think that our struggle actually will be against the Kings. I'm um, on know back at the back night. Um, going against New Orleans, and then the next night um, having Sacramento. I also hope that there's no, like, all these fights being delayed and all that other stuff. I hope that doesn't, like, lag on us as we go to Toronto and then come back uh, to Memphis. That is a little bit of a a trip itself. Um, But give me 3-1, and and, again, I think our loss, unfortunately, happens against Sacramento, and I definitely want us to improve on the road. So I definitely got to get us winning that uh, road game against Toronto, who is kind of reeling. Um, but be be careful, though, Grizz Nation. Pascal Siakam is playing a hell of a season. And when you're looking at his stats, ladies and gentlemen, his stats mirror those of legends that are in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Fame player. I'm just telling you, Pascal Siakam is playing a hell of a season right now. And so, Triple J, we're going to need you to lace him up tight on that one. I like that one. I like that
0: one. And Toronto, one. I think of trades in the future. And what? That might be the team. <laughs> that might be sitting, might be trades. People include your name. You just see it. <laughs> but, um, oh, the next week. Also, just thinking uh back to what we was talking about. Tyus Jones. difference he plays when he's started versus coming off the bench. Step it up a little bit more, man. Step it up a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more from me <laughs> as the uh, true bench uh player. But, I say three and one. I lean more towards Sheedy. Um, I think they, do find a way to win in Toronto on Thursday, and they lose the back-to-back. And I would hate to lose to the Kings twice at home this year. <laughs> one of your three home, three two of your three home losses come to the Kings. So I hope they prove me wrong, go four and zero. Or yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to see another road loss this, this soon. So yeah, give me a uh, three and one. I think another stat that I saw somewhere. I think opposed to the Grizzlies are currently nine and nine versus the Western Conference. Um, so. Finding the West, they're in 500 against the West right now. Of course, you ain't had everybody yet, but, you know, things like that coming on. So, please get some wins against the West Conference specifically this week. You got three of those games against teams. They are right behind you in the standings or top, but you in New Orleans' case, and Sacramento and Phoenix are literally, literally right behind you. So, win those if they can get those three and lose Toronto, that actually would be perfectly fine. But we do need to see a road win at some point. So, yep, it'd be three and one. And that does it, man. Let's see anybody got anything else. This a uh, Fun Field Podcast, Day after Christmas. Cool. I think this will be our last show for the year of 2022. Our next episode will probably be January 2nd. So, hey, to everyone who's been listening to us all of 2022, man, appreciate y'all. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas as well. Just happy holidays in general. But, yeah, Happy New Year. Um, hope y'all continue to. Follow us into twenty twenty three. If y'all you know continue to tweet us, disagree with us, think we're haters, <laughs> we got that. You <laughs> listening? We appreciate you. Hey, we love. Yeah. It. One thing we all have in common as fans, as crazy as a lot of us are, we all want the Greece to win, right? We all we all we all have the same goal to mind. We might not have the same methodology of how we want them to go about it. <laughs> we ain't, ain't going to agree. <laughs> Definitely not going to agree, but we do all want them to win. So to that, thank y'all, Grizz Nation. Continue. Listen to us and listen to the other shows on the SB Nation and GBB Live, Core 4 Podcast, Next Gen, and Grizzly Bear Bits. I Always follow us on Twitter, starting at 595MEM. Listen and uh, read the articles on SBN um at grizzlybearblues.com. And remember to follow me at the 1-D-A-O-N-D-Underscore-P-Shark. Yes, happy holidays,
1: everybody. I'm at the Yard of Trevor. You should know your grammar by now. We were well into... The end of the semester, we're about to start the second semester. But, yeah, I'm at the Yard Trevor. Happy, happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for rocking with us.
2: Yeah, definitely happy holidays, man. I think today's the first day at Kwanzaa, man, so shout out to that. Um, shout out to everyone that just listens to us and just gives us a chance, man, to just vibrate in your eardrum, so to speak, once a week um, and how long we've been doing this. Um, So we're very, very grateful, man. And my one thing, it's really shitty, you know, going into this New Year's, man. Um, Your resolution, whatever it is, don't make it a month thing. Make it a lifestyle, a lifestyle change, man. Don't try to think of it for a month. Think of it as this is what you need to be doing every single day um, and move forward with that. So congratulations to everyone that's had some great success. But if you have a New Year's resolution, make it a lifestyle change, not for a 30-day fast, so to speak.
0: Exactly what she just said. You know a lot of people make resolutions and uh, it'd be done after a month. Like you said, every day, just progressively get built every day. And that's how we all should treat life. Of course, follow the other two members that couldn't make it in tonight. But hopefully, you know, schedule was all five people. We got five people on the podcast. It's hard for everybody to make it every single time. But shout out to our guys, Telf Shakur at Telf Shakir T-E-V-S-H-A-K-I-R and Skylito at underscore Sky Lito S-K-Y-L-I-T-O. And until next time, or should I say next year, Grizz Nation, go Grizz. Go Grizz.